Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 167, Protecting Our Energy. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. Thank you for letting me be part of your life. I hope you enjoyed that solar eclipse in Sagittarius. And if you're interested in doing deeper work with me, I'm running a three-hour webinar on December the 21st, the solstice, called Endings and Beginnings, recognizing that this is an amazing time for change and that even though we may feel that we're coming to the end of something. I just want to say that we're probably in a long cycle of transformation. And it's important to have the energy that we need to ride the waves of change that are happening, making sure that we don't carry with us into the new year anything that we really have completed and are giving ourselves the chance to nurture our dreams, our ideals. So during this seminar, I'll be offering meditations and sharings and teachings, and we hope to see you there. If you're interested, you can register by going to my website, christinepage.com, and you'll see there in the calendar the ability to register. Now, moving on from there, I wanted to talk about protecting our energy. Why am I talking about this? Well, as you know, I've just come back from this wonderful trip to Egypt, which I thoroughly enjoyed with a great group of people, great guides. I saw some wonderful things. And I was aware that my body was needing to perhaps just be a little bit more alert to the energies around me than I had been before. I've traveled around the world and never felt quite that I had to be more mindful than I was there in Egypt. Now this was nothing to do with Egypt itself. We were well, well looked after, well protected. But I think a lot of the tension around me as we were traveling and perhaps some of the energy of what was happening in that part of the world. And it reminded me that my body, especially my guts, <laughs> were constantly alert. My solar plexus was alert to things. And I wonder whether you also have parts of your body that will be the signals, the messengers, that will be the red flashing light that goes off when perhaps you're just needing to be a little bit more careful. Some people, they get develop rashes. Some people develop headaches. Some people develop uh, other problems with their skin because the skin is the outer covering. What happens to you? What does your body say? What are the warning signs to you that perhaps when you need to either slow down or make some space for yourself or just be mindful of where you're walking or who the people that you're communicating with? I know that when I'm tired, I can become very cold. I don't have a lot of fire in my astrology chart. So when I get cold, I know it's a sign of like, okay, back away, take some time on your own. And 
just allow myself to nurture my energy, don't wear myself out. I wonder what happens to you when there are signals for you. Do you listen to those signals? I remember getting a pain in my neck. This was when I had been at a dinner party where I had been sat next to this gentleman who was a pain in the neck. <laughs> and I couldn't get away from his energy. So the following day, I couldn't move my neck, which meant I really didn't want to look at him anymore. But really, I had found myself having to swallow what I really wanted to say to him. And I kept it all in behind a smiling face. Because these muscles here in our neck are very much affected by any feelings of anger or resentment. And I hadn't been able to express my feelings towards this man because I was being a good guest at this table. Do you ever have signs like that where you've had to hold something in or you haven't necessarily been able to express it and it comes out through your body? So listening to our body is a way of making sure that our energy system is in balance, that we are maintaining an optimal level of energy. And there are many practices I hope that you have and you share to make sure that happens. Some of you may meditate, some of you may sleep, some of you may make sure your diet is in balance, some of you may go out walking or hiking or biking, anything that feels right for your body. It's never just one way. If you have a lot of fire in your astrology chart, you probably need to move that fire. Or if you have a lot of Scorpio, you may need to actually dance or sing or move the energy out. But if, like me, <laughs> you don't have a lot of fire, exercising more doesn't necessarily help me. I maybe sometimes need to just find that quiet place, that warm, quiet place. So everybody has a different way of maintaining their energy. Some people need to talk and have hugs when they are a little sad. Other people need to pull themselves away. Whatever right is right for you. And in this protecting of our energy, it is to recognize that our body is our friend. It's a good friend to us. And that that body is a wise being. It's a conscious being. And it has consciousness that to the extent that the energy in it is, uh, how can I say, it's like it's maintaining every part of our body to work in harmony, but it's also maintaining our spirit. And what we want to make sure is that there's a beautiful flow between body, mind and spirit. And that when we get out of that balance, then we find ourselves getting depleted or even disconnected from spirit, from our higher self. And what's really important is we keep that flow happening. Now, what can get in the way, of course, can be beliefs and emotions, as always. And what I wanted to speak about is where can we lose energy? And particularly, where can we find our energy being taken or stolen or vampired, if we're going to go to that extreme? And because this is such a subtle experience, we don't always recognize that, that there are certain individuals in our life. We may have them in our family life or our friends or even be married to them where we're just losing energy perpetually and we're not noticing it. 
I wanted just to talk about those three levels, especially that are very vulnerable, the three chakras. The first is the base chakra. Now, if we are connected to our root chakra, which is nine feet under our feet or three meters under our feet, then we are less reliant on our base chakra to provide security, safety, nurturing. We are nurtured and secure by rooting into Mother Earth. That makes us not be reliant on our base chakra. But if we're not so rooted, our base chakra becomes our primary site of safety and security. And so anything that threatens that can make us lose energy, make us become vulnerable. And we use the word fear. Fear is a sense of something that is a survival instinct could be taken away from me. So that if someone in my life creates fear in me by saying, if you don't do what I say, I will hurt you, I will abandon you, I reject you, then I may find that I'm losing my energy to this person or even sacrificing my energy to this person just to survive just to to stay safe to be part of a tribe to not be abandoned and sadly this is a situation for many people who are in domestic violence children who are in abusive relationships uh, anybody who is in a fear-based society uh, can find themselves giving away their energy at that base chakra which is very very scary and frightening there are ways in which, of course, we want to make sure that that never happens. And one way, which is a more esoteric way I appreciate, is to make sure that our children feel secure in the base chakra, in the root chakra, so they're not reliant on their security just through that base chakra. So this is why in many tribes they would plant the placenta in the earth of from the baby plant a tree on top of this and say this is your mother this is your security so it's it's almost planting the child into the earth uh, from the start the more our children ourselves can feel that rootedness the stronger we are in ourselves it also helps sometimes to imagine that you have a guardian of your body a guardian or a strong being that will be, be there for you. This is a little bit like having an altered ego, but sometimes I will imagine a, a warrior that runs alongside me when I'm in a place where I don't feel quite so secure. Sometimes we can imagine an animal that is very secure and strong. And just by imagining that strength, even if it isn't what you feel, you, literally your psyche starts to change your energy system starts to change. And I think for a child to just feel that they have a, a strong archetype to support them is really important for a child within us to know that there's a piece of us that is strong. When I was with Sekhmet in Egypt, that is definitely a strong energy that allows me to feel that I have my feet firmly on this earth and that I have an inner strength, a sense of belonging to myself as, as well as to my inner and outer communities. Now, the next level that we can have problems is at that solar plexus. The solar plexus is this place where when it's in total balance and maintenance, it says, I am okay. 
I don't need your approval. I'm not bothered by your criticism. I'm confident. But the solar plexus is very vulnerable to vampires. And sadly, these vampires are in our lives and, and we might be vampiring other people. I mean, let's just not see it going in one direction because it's so subtle and common to steal and play games at that solar plexus. This is what the Celestine prophecy spoke about, the game playing, whether I can make you feel like a victim or guilt or whether I can judge you. All of those actions at the solar plexus, when I see your vulnerability, will allow me to steal your energy and you to feel more vulnerable. And it, it happens. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because it feels that it's more widespread than ever, not trusting people, feeling that someone's out to judge you or criticize you, because there's so much out there in the moment, in the social media, in the media itself, is where are we actually judging someone, not just to say, well, what can I say? It's an energetic judgment. It says, how do I steal energy from you? How do I make you feel small? How do I make you feel inadequate? And there are so many ways it's happening at this time. So what I would say is, this is sometimes that way we protect ourselves, isn't it? Is by putting our hands across our stomach. You know, do not come close to me. This is hurting me. I will not let this happen. Other times, we find that we didn't even notice that this person was stealing energy. And I remember a time where somebody who I would have said was a very loving friend, but she had a tendency to, to send little spikes, little arrows at me and would say these little comments like, oh, it's typical of you, you're very sensitive, or typical of you, you're, you know, you're, uh, you actually, what would you say? You're not very spiritual or whatever. I'm trying to think of the comments, but it would be little snipes at me. And it would be really digging into is my own vulnerabilities about myself, my feeling of lack of self-worth. And it would almost be like I was carrying on my forehead, hit me here, this is where it hurts. And it took me some while because I wanted to convince myself that this person was a nice person, this person liked me, or this person wanted the best for me. And because I, like probably many of you, always was trying to improve myself, believing that I wasn't good enough, that I needed to constantly be readjusting who I was. And I know many of you are doing that, that it couldn't be that she was wrong. It had to be that something I was doing was wrong. Does that relate to any of you? And so it wasn't until someone said, well, why don't you ask her to repeat what it is that she's just said? And this is a wonderful ploy <laughs> because once I actually took the time to listen to what she was saying, I would pretend that I hadn't heard it and would say, I'm sorry, could you repeat what you've just said? And she didn't want to repeat what she just said because she knew that the comment she made was not a good comment. She tried to, to send these little stabbing arrows at me so that she could steal my energy without me actually coming back and, and asking her to be accountable for it. So all I'm suggesting to you 
is that if someone is making little snide comments, just ask them to repeat it. Second thing would be to really be mindful of saying to yourself, is this person being respectful? And I use respect rather than do they like me or not. I don't care if they like me, but you will respect me. And therefore, when someone is being disrespectful by their comments, then we need to actually say, please respect me. And sometimes what they're saying is we're the one that's in the wrong. And that allows us to say, well, actually, is what I'm saying in a way that is abusive or is it the truth? And I think at this time we have so many abusive statements happening, which are stealing energy, calling people names. And there's a big difference between I'm telling the truth without needing to be abusive and I'm abusing you because there is no truth. If you, we need to abuse someone, it means that we actually don't have anything else to back that up. If we need to call someone names, there is nothing else. I can tell the truth and I can do it without being abusive. And so that need to judge or abuse someone with your comments or our thoughts even are a way of stealing energy. And now there's a time to say, if that is the first step you take, which is to be abusive, then I know your truth is not one that I need to listen to. That is a way of protecting ourselves. Please respect me. I'm sorry, but this is not a respectful way of having a correspondence, having a relationship. And the final thing I'm going to say about the solar plexus is the person who charms you. Now, they may charm you sexually, which is a, going back to the base chakra, almost like, hey, hi, I'm, I really fancy you, you're a wonderful person, which may be true. But the fact is, that is something that you need to say, well, yes, I am a beautiful person, but I'm not going to be deluded into thinking that I therefore need to meet your needs. At the solar plexus, it can be, oh, I've heard such wonderful things about you. I, I just think you're the best. I feel so good when I'm around you. That's a time where, if I'm honest, I get the cross and the garlic out and I move that person out of my life. Now, especially if they were coming to me as a patient in the past. Because when someone heightens me and puts me on a pedestal, I know that within a very few sessions, I'm going to fall off that pedestal. And they're going to say, oh, I expected so much of you. Don't worry that you couldn't meet my expectations. Expectations are at the level of solar plexus. When you hear those words, run a mile. Because they're always going to be that at that point, they're like lifting you up. They're going to drop you down and steal your energy in the meantime. So just be aware that when someone says, oh, I think you're my soulmate. Oh, I think we were meant to be together. Oh, I think it's the karma. Get that cross and garlic out. 
because you may be an old relative of this individual from another life. You may have met them. You may have been in a partnership in another life. But what you forget is what <laughs> happened at the end of that partnership in that other life. In other words, they were not a nice person in that life. They're probably not a nice person in this life. I have met that quite a few times in different ways. Oh, we've, we've been together before, or we're meant to be working together this life. It's, again, expectations. And it's not to say that I don't consider their proposal or whatever, but if it's meant to be, it doesn't have to have all these thrills and, and, and charms applied to it. It will feel right and I'll know it feels right. Most importantly, however, this is a time where we are really again saying, when I love myself, I do not need to meet your needs, your opinions. I need to make sure that what is right for me will then be right for this relationship. But if this relationship is based on me pleasing you or me giving away my power, then it's not a relationship. And one of the things that you can do is imagine cutting that emotional tie and recognizing that if that emotional tie is no longer there, where we play a game, me being needy of you or you, you needing me, a codependent relationship, if that's no longer there, do we still have a relationship? If we do, that's great. If we don't, let's move on. And the last place that vampiring can take place is at the throat chakra. Someone again may charm you, say, oh, please give me your opinion. And as you're about to give your opinion, they don't listen or they give theirs. Or they say something like, oh, yeah, that was very good, but. So they lift you up and push you down. Oh, I thought you'd offer more than you are. These sorts of comments are very throat chakra. Someone who's always asking questions. Now they ask the question not to hear from you, but to get you back into the conversation. So you might be saying, okay, I need to end this phone call. And they're saying, yes, but what, what are you doing tomorrow? What are you? They're engaging you, but they're not really listening to you. And that might just be another way of you saying, if you're really wanting to hear me, then be quiet and listen. If not, I think we finished this conversation. It's very common at the throat chakra to find that it's all about feeling that you're strangled by someone else's energy or someone else's thoughts and you never get a word in edgeways. So how do you how do we deal with vampires overall? One of the ways, as I say, is crossing your arms over your stomach. You may imagine that you have a mirror in front of you with a reflective surface towards the other person. Let all their energy go back to them. It's really good to make sure that you're well-rooted when you're talking to someone like that. And just to say, you, how do you know you are being vampired? Possibly because you're going along very happily and all of a sudden your energy drops or you feel tired or you feel you need a coffee or you need to go and get some chocolate. 
So to see that difference, for me, when I get cold, as I described, feeling your body starting to have messages, maybe your shoulders are getting tight. So recognizing the signs of this. So you may use a mirror, or you may use the idea of even putting yourself in a golden diamond, which is to have a pyramid, a golden pyramid, imagining that from above your head to your feet, and then another pyramid upside down from your feet down to underneath the earth. And you let the light come in at the top, light come in at the bottom, and you say, anything that is not in harmony with my soul, please return to the source now. That's really important if you're in a situation where you feel actually threatened by someone's energy or that you're feeling exhausted after being around this person. And then you may wish to actually cut those cords that I suggest. That's another way of doing it. And my final suggestion is, is, is closing a door in front of your chakras when you're around these people. And I also like to lift a drawbridge, and like as if I'm in a castle in a moat and I have a moat, so I can lift the drawbridge so they can't cross the moat. Whatever you do, whether it's closing doors, lifting drawbridges, what will happen is if they are taking your energy, you will immediately see a reaction. And I remember doing this with a gentleman that uh, I was supposed I was in a relationship with and I just didn't feel good about the energy all of a sudden. And I just pulled the drawbridge up and immediately he was in my kitchen. He started throwing the pots and pans around the kitchen. It was like, whoa, something's happening here. And they either get angry when you close, literally close the door to allowing them to steal your energy, or they will kind of slither away like a snake. It's like, oh, what was happening? I forgot why I was here. They literally leave your life or just may go quiet. If when you close the door, there's no reaction, they're not stealing your energy. You're fine. It's really good to see how what the reaction may be between you and someone else when you do that you can just you do it in your mental state you just say closing the door and if there's no reaction then this person is not stealing energy there's a good exchange of energy if they do react you'll know what's going on and finally i remember a lady whose husband had been very abusive emotionally always criticizing her and she said that a few months after she eventually managed to separate from him, which was quite difficult, she found her dog, who never came onto her bed, jump on her bed at night and started growling. And he, the dog, knew that the husband had astral traveled into her bedroom and was still trying to steal energy. And she, when she woke up and the dog had clearly seen this energy, the dog stayed there as long as this, until this astral projection disappeared. So when we have shared fluids with someone else, in other words, if we've been in a sexual relationship with someone, they say that we still have a link there for three years after, or we create a link for three years. It doesn't have to be a sexual relationship we've had. Whenever we have a relationship, we create these bonds. And sometimes we have to be very mindful of cutting those bonds, cutting those ties, when we know that the relationship is no longer healthy. 
It doesn't mean that we no longer have a, uh, any type of relationship with that person, but we are stopping the exchange of energy and the stealing of energy that is not healthy for any of us. And I think just to finish, these are times that we are living in. It doesn't matter if it's a personal relationship we're talking about. It might be a work relationship. But we also need to do it for those who we may see on the television or be connected to by social media. We also are making those connections. And if there's someone who you feel is draining your energy that you're watching or clearly don't watch them anymore, but you may need to shut down. You may need to say no more. I will not let this abusive energy, these abusive emotions enter into my space anymore. So with that, I leave you. I hope this helps just to make sure that you not only maintain your energy by doing loving things that you love doing, and maybe through your meditations, your movements, whatever it is that you do, but also by honoring and respecting the energy that is yours while honoring and respecting the energy that exists in others. And with that, I send many blessings and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.